0: By weeks are hitting. Injuries are also hitting. Have no fear. We got the dank ranks at the running back position starting right now. What is up, TFA fam? Welcome into the Week 6 Running Back Rankings show. We're going to go over our top 24, give you some guys out right outside that range that you can feel confident plugging in and guys that we are interested in playing this week. Before we jump into it, I do just want to quickly mention we are excited that we are partnering up with Thrive Fantasy this year. If you are unfamiliar with their platform, think DraftKings, FanDuel, you know, DFS, but you only use player props. On the, on the Thrive platform. Really exciting. I've been playing the past couple of weeks. I like it a lot. They have given us a code for our listeners, and that is TFA for first-time depositors to use. If you deposit anywhere between 10 and 100 bucks, they will match you dollar for dollar on your first-time deposit. So you can go over to the App Store, download the app, or you can go to thrivefantasy.com and get it there as well. Make sure you let me know if you're jumping in any contests. I'd love to jump in with you. So Kev, with that out of the way, like I said, we got Barkley missing some time. We got the the bye weeks kicking off this week. We have four teams on by, so make sure you're paying attention to that. And we have another London game. So make sure you guys are keeping track of your, of your lineups. Make sure you have everything set. Let's jump into the rankings. Going to go over our consensus rankings for this week. Kicking things off with McCaffrey at one, we're expecting him to come back this week. Jonathan Taylor at two, Zeke, Austin Eckler, Dalvin Cook, James Robinson, Aaron Jones, Nick Chubb, Najee Harris, Derrick Henry, Antonio Gibson, and then DeAndre Swift to round out our top 12. Obviously, if you have any of these guys, you're plugging them in almost on a week-to-week basis. Anyone here in the top 12 that you really want to hit on?
1: Yeah, I just wanted to touch really quickly on Antonio Gibson. I know he's somebody that's kind of uh, hasn't necessarily gotten the role that we were all kind of hoping for, but he's still been very productive uh, despite the, the limited usage in the passing game anyways. So obviously he gets the matchup against the chiefs this week. And uh, the theme of the, uh, you know, of every week now is just this chiefs defense horrendous and they can't stop anybody on the ground. They can't stop anybody through the air. Uh, it doesn't really matter. So Antonio Gibson has uh, 67% of the opportunities, 59% of the snaps. He's averaging 15.8 carries per game, only 2.6 targets per game, and that is what's limiting his ceiling a little bit. Uh, 313 rushing yards, 119 receiving yards, four touchdowns, but he is 15th in fantasy points per game. Now, if you look at his receiving usage, he is running 11 routes per game, 8, 8% target share. Uh, he has an 11.9 yards yards per reception, which is second among all running backs, and 2.13 yards per route run, so 12th among all running backs. He's also fourth in evaded tackles, 12th in yards created, and 22nd yards created per touch. So he's been really efficient. It's just he's just not seeing the volume we were hoping for. But if you really look at it, McKissick is only running 15 routes per game, so it's not like he, he is being overshadowed by him uh, by a large amount. But McKissick is getting an 11 percent target share, and he has 150 receiving yards. Uh, and two touchdowns. But, you know, when you go against Kansas City, they are 11th at fantasy points per game to running backs. They are 31st in pass DVOA. They are 26th at adjusted line yards, 32nd in power, 29th at second level. So, like I said, you can run all over this defense. You know, a lot of teams have been choosing lately to throw on them because uh, they are offering nothing there in terms of resistance either. Uh, but I do think this sets up to be a really big game for Antonio Gibson. So I love him this week. And I think you can start him with confidence. I know some people may be a little soured, a little bit, because of he's not seeing the pass catching volume, but he's still seeing double digit fantasy uh, performances every single week. It's just he's just not seeing as large of a target volume. I think.
0: Yeah, the biggest thing I was worried about going into last week was that injury uh, with a stress fracture in the shin. It it seemed like he was, you know, kind of brushing it off, but every other you know pro football doc. Every other, you know, PT and guys like that on on Twitter and whatnot, who also contribute to the to the fantasy space, was like, this is not an injury just to brush off. So I was hesitant on him last week, and he still goes out and gets 22 opportunities. So until he misses time, you're you're plugging him in. And I think last week was definitely something uh, pushing in a positive direction on the injury front. Anyway, I, I just want to take a quick second, just you know, to appreciate the fantasy greatness of Austin Eckler. Four straight weeks of top eight fantasy performances. You know, you can can file that in. You love to see it. But the guy I want to talk about real quickly, who I'm surprised that I'm talking about, I thought you were going to bring him him up in this segment, and that's James Robinson. Uh, You know, Urban Meyer has been a complete donkey on and off the field this year, but the one thing we can all agree on that he's actually gotten right was putting the Carlos Hyde shit to rest uh, after the first two weeks, so from weeks three to five, J. Rob has been the RB four and half PPR scoring, averaging over 20 points per game, and he's done that without really being all that involved in the in the passing game. He only has nine targets and eight catches over that same time period. So, even if he starts to fall off in terms of his touchdown performance. If he can start getting involved a little bit more as a pass catcher, that can help, you know, float him and sustain that uh, production. So he shouldn't have any issue really staying around this same range for for the rest of the of the season. To be quite honest, so he's just someone who I want to touch on after having that slow start to the season. Uh, we we can we can move on to our RB twos now because, like I said, any of those guys that you have, you're plugging in, and you're you're not even really thinking about. So, kicking things off for us at thirteen, we have Joe Mixon, followed by Daryl Henderson, Kareem Hunt, Chase Edmonds, Daryl Williams, Leonard Fournette, Damian Williams, Josh Jacobs, your boy Zach Moss, Javante Williams, Melvin Gordon, and then Mike Miles Gaskin at twenty-four. I'm 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 just frustrated. That is the sound of frustration in my voice with uh with Miles Gaskin, Kev. Guys, 13 to 24, who do you want to touch on in this RB2 range for your rankings?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think for me, one, uh, we do have Joe Mixon at 13. Uh, I think it's more of just, uh, you know, all the, there's a lot of really good matchups this week for running backs because Joe Mixon against Detroit. Feels like a smash play. I will say that he was limited a little bit last week with, uh, you know, he was not given the full complement of workload that we normally usually see from him. Samaji Piran was more involved than what we typically do, but he was also coming off that injury. So I would assume they were just kind of being careful with him. I would assume that he kind of gets back more into the, you know, the 80% opportunity share. So I do think Joe Mixon is an absolute Mm -hmm. smash play against Detroit. Uh, We play running backs against Detroit every single week, and that's not going to change anytime soon. You know, hitting on, you know, listen, Daryl Williams. I, I was encouraged because I mean, he actually ran twenty-nine routes last week uh, once Ceh left and was targeted five times, which is like, oh, okay. Now all of a sudden we want to target our running backs. You know, we didn't do it with Ceh, but now we're going to do it with with Daryl Williams. And you know, Ceh was placed on short-term injured reserve today. Yeah. He's going to miss at least three weeks. It could be. Uh, it's probably going to be longer than that. It did not look good. And there's already been reports early this morning came out. That Mar- Marlon Mack is on their radar. Marlon Mack actually looked good. And I will say this it was a feather in the cap of hopefully Cam Akers when he comes back. Because being able to see a running back with a ruptured Achilles to be able to go out and perform and look as yeah. good as he did. He looks explosive. He looks really good. So, regardless of that, I will say this if Marlon Mack is sitting out there, I would I would stash him because I think somebody's going to trade for him. And maybe it's Kansas City, and you know we'll see. How, but for this week, it's not going to matter. Marlon Mack wouldn't even have a role, anyways, if he was traded to right. Kansas City. So for Daryl Williams, I think he's going to be involved in the passing game. Washington doesn't really scare me all that much either in terms of the run game. I think they're like 11th in fantasy points per game allowed. Uh, to running back for somewhere right in that range. They're not great either. They're in the bottom half of adjusted line yards as well. So Darrell Williams, I think, is as uh, a, a decent play this week. I do think Jarek McKinnon is going to be involved as a pass catcher, but I do, I just, I wanted to hit on him because I knew people are going to have some questions about him. People are going to be adding him on waivers this week and wanting to know what to do with him. For me, it really just depends on who else you would have, but I think he's a viable, you know, RB2 this week because uh, I do think he's going to be utilized in the passing game as well. So I wanted to touch on him. Zach Moss, listen, Zach Moss continues. He was one of my guys uh, over the offseason that I liked as a, kind of a late round sleeper that I felt like people were way too low on and he, he's really performed pretty well. He didn't, you know, he had that, that scratch earlier in the year, that kind of you know threw some things off, and people thought, oh, well, maybe Zach Moss isn't going to be utilized. Well, that's really changed because each and every week his snap share has risen. Uh, on the year, he has a 52% opportunity share, 11 and a half carries per game, 16 red zone touches, which was eighth among all running backs, when he's being utilized down there. He also has two goal line carries, which is top 15 among all running backs. 184 rushing yards, 94 receiving yards, 11 routes run per game, four touchdowns, and he's 14.5 fantasy points per game, which is 19th among all running backs. So he's been a pretty solid, consistent RB2 since returning. Uh, you know, from that you know that Week One scratch and he's also 24th in evaded tackles and 11th in yards created for touch so he's been very efficient with his opportunities as well attached in this offense one of the best offenses in all of the league with Josh Allen uh, you know he is going to continue to see opportunities uh, he's getting goal line carries and so i like Zach Moss so this is a great matchup against Tennessee uh tennessee is 23rd in adjusted line yards, 26th in power 26th in second level they've also allowed the 14th most rushing yards and they're tied for the sixth most rushing touchdowns allowed on the season and again some of this uh with the rushing yards it has more to do with the fact the teams are just throwing all over them because their secondary is straight doo-doo so I, I like this matchup for zach moss i probably could even have him a little bit higher but i like zach Moss, and i think you can start him with confidence this week you know probably for most people in their flag
0: yeah Makes a lot of sense. You you uh, you touched on Cam Akers. You talked about Daryl Williams. I'm going to now talk about Daryl Henderson. If you would have told me at the beginning of the year that I would be excited to talk about uh, James Robinson and uh, Daryl Henderson in the same show, I-, I wouldn't have believed you, but it's why we love fantasy. Here we are. Uh, Henderson has been extremely consistent across his four active games, has a touchdown in three or four games, uh, has been a you know a a high to mid RB2 the entire year and the games that he hasn't scored in the game that he didn't score rather he put up 116 total yards with five catches and now he gets a matchup against the Giants who have given up the seventh most half PPR points per game to the position and then obviously the all the injuries they have on the the Giants side of the ball i think we see another 80 plus yard game with a high likelihood of a score out of Henderson in Week Six. I know there was a little bit of a, a stink on Twitter about you know Sony Michelle's involvement. We really didn't see Sony Michelle involved in that offense until Daryl Henderson got a little banged up, missed uh, a couple you know a couple drives, and then toward the end of the game, Michelle was kind of mixing in there a little bit. But I think we've seen enough through the past two weeks that if Henderson is not banged up and he is healthy, he's going to be the guy running the rock there. So I really like Henderson this week uh Leonard Fournette you know I I came a little hot came a little spicy last week with putting him in my top 12 and he did not finish that far off he was RB 15 and half PPR scoring and uh you know if you would have told me at the beginning of the week or if you would have told all of us at the beginning of the week that that score was going to end up the way it did I think we all would have had Leonard Fournette a little bit higher in our rankings now he gets a matchup against Philly obviously it doesn't matter what the score is in these games uh Tampa Bay is just going to keep throwing. They're going to keep uh, Tom Brady just letting him sling it all over the field. But I do think Leonard Fournette makes some sense as another you know mid-RB2 this week. I have him a little bit higher than you do as we sit here now. But we will be putting out uh, s- some ranking updates later on in the week on Twitter and Instagram. So you can look for those over there. McKay, was there anybody else in the RB twos you want to talk about, or do you want to talk about some of these guys who are in the RB three range and beyond?
1: I just wanted to hit really quickly on Miles Gaskin. Um, you know, he gets a yeah, this is a great matchup against Jacksonville. I mean, I don't think anybody it's funny because last week, I think for a lot of the week people were talking about you could drop Miles Gaskin, right? Like, oh, he's droppable and everything else. And then he just goes out and smacks everybody across the face with his thirty one fantasy point production that he had last week. Um, you know, which is just insane. Not, uh, but it, I think he's going to be hard to trust because the week before he was not involved at all. And Definitely. then last week he comes out and was just absolutely like the center of the game plan, which some of it makes sense in the matchup they had against San's Bay teams are just right. not running against them. They're like, Nope, we're out on that dog. We know your secondary is <sighs> terrible. We are going to run it or we are going to throw it all over you. We are not going to try to run it against that defense. Cause they're like 31st or 32nd in rush tips uh, on them on the season. Uh, it's been like 64 total rush attempts. On, through five weeks, uh, you know, that, that teams have tried against them. So teams just are not running the football against the Bucs. So they utilize them as a pass catcher. But on the season, he has 53% of the opportunities, only 6.8 carries per game, but he has 5.2 targets per game, 167 rushing yards, 131 receiving yards, two touchdowns, but he's 19th in routes run, 14% target share in that offense, which is 14th among all running backs, 22 receptions, 6th among all, uh, among all running backs. Um, he has a 1.06 fantasy point per opportunity. So he's been really efficient with the opportunities that he's been given, which is 11th most, 12.8 fantasy points per game. He is sixth in big run rate and 20th in yards created per touch. So he's been a really efficient. He's just not getting the opportunities that we expected him to, right? They're wanting to give the ball to Malcolm Brown. I don't get that. Malcolm Brown is a, extremely a jag. I think Miles Gaskin, when he's really given opportunities, he produces. But that's going to be the tough part with trusting him every week. I view him more right now. I think he's in. Um, a, a tier above like uh, J- uh, Jamal Williams, guys like that who are going to be involved, who are definitely flex options every week, but do not expect him to do what he did this past week. I think as long as he's uh, in PPR formats, as long as he is being utilized in the passing game, I think he is somebody you can trust a little bit. Now, and this is a great matchup against Jacksonville. And so, you know, hopefully that they continue to utilize him after this big performance he just had, but it wouldn't shock me either if they went back to. Uh, Malcolm Brown in this game against Jacksonville, where you can run all over them because Jacksonville's terrible. They are fifth in fantasy points per game to running backs. They've allowed they've allowed eight rushing touchdowns, which is uh, I think it's eight, and then the next closest is six rushing touchdowns. They're twenty fourth in run DVOA, so you can run all over this defense. Yes, real quickly, uh, somebody that I want to touch on
0: went into the week last week. Questionable, obviously didn't do much in terms of fantasy, but that is Chase Edmonds. We're plugging him back into our RB2 rankings, but I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people who have questions about whether he is flex-worthy or not. I think he is in this matchup, despite the numbers that Cleveland is showing against running backs. They've given up the fifth-fewest fantasy points per game in half PPR scoring to running backs, but I think it's going to affect somebody like James Conner, a little bit more. They have given up two receiving touchdowns to uh to running backs this week. So I think he's somebody as long as you know the the injury report is okay this week. I think he's someone who you could probably throw into uh into your flex if you again, if you were hit with bye weeks, hit with injuries, something like that, 12 team leagues and above. Uh Chase Evans is someone I think you can go back to. And outside of that, man, like you're talking about we like some of these matchups for you know the top like 12 to 16 and once we get outside of you know kind of that that 18 to 20 range it does start to get a little bit gross you know there's guys that we can never trust on a week-to-week basis that like if you are super desperate for whatever reason maybe you want a zero rb approach something like that uh david johnson you know what i mean he's clearly the preferred pass catching option for houston gotta be playing from behind going up uh Playing at Indy, so I, I think if you had to in full PPR leagues only, I'm not really messing with him even in half PPR leagues. But David Johnson, I, I think, is someone who again a desperation kind of play if you've just been banged up and hurt with uh, hurt with injuries. And then Kenneth Gainwell, obviously, it seems like the 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 Eagles have gone full you know 2020 Buffalo Bills have just said screw it like we're, we're not going to going to attempt to run the ball and then. You know we we've already talked about this matchup a little bit with Philly going up against Tampa Bay. We saw Kenneth Gainwell really involved in the in the game against Kansas City. So maybe we see something like that again going up against Tampa Bay, like I said on the on the Thursday night game. Desperation play somebody outside of you know the RB three RB two range rather who I think you could plug in if you absolutely had to, but it's definitely thin. I don't feel super great about it. But I do think it makes some sense with how we're expecting this game flow to go on the Thursday night game. A
1: few more guys for me in this this RB three range for me uh, that I wanted to hit on really quickly. Uh, I wanted to hit on this the Chicago situation right now. Uh, you know, Khalil Herbert yeah. last week and Damian Williams they both uh, split carries. I mean, right uh, split right down the middle. Uh, Khalil Herbert played fifty percent of the snaps. Uh, Damian Williams played fifty percent of the snaps. Khalil Herbert had eighteen carries. Damian Williams had sixteen carries. Uh, four routes run for Khalil Herbert, nine for Damian Williams. Uh, He totaled 75 yards, and then uh, Damian Williams had 84 yards and a touchdown in that matchup against the Raiders. Now this week they're playing Green Bay, and Green Bay has not been very good against the run either. They're 27th in adjusted line yards, 29th in open field, and 29th in run DVOA. So this is definitely a defense that you can run the ball against. And so to me it's going to be more of a game of, I think, uh, game script, right? So if they fall behind really quickly, which you can do that really easily against Aaron Rodgers, then I think that you probably probably don't see Khalil Herbert touch the ball nearly as much as we can. You probably see Damian Williams use more as a pass-catching running back here. And it's it's kind of played out a little bit. Uh, You know, I was somebody who I kept telling everybody last week that I think Khalil Herbert should be definitely an ad last week. Now people are going to be doing it this week because I felt like that he was going to be far more involved than when people thought he was going to be. And I think he's going to play a little bit more of that David Montgomery role where he's going to get more of the early work. And then Damian Williams will get the, you know, the, uh, the, the mop up, not the mop up, but the uh, the change of pace role here in this offense. But he's definitely probably more of the preferred pass catcher um, than Khalil Herbert, which Khalil Herbert just seen zero targets. But I do think that uh, Khalil Herbert at least is a decent flex option this week. Uh, it is going to be a little bit thin. Because, you know, if things get away from him and this game and Green Bay really gets out to an early league quickly, cleo Herbert may not you know get nearly as many opportunities as we'd expect. But I think as of right now, I think he's at least viable for this week. And then past that, like, I, I don't know about you, but uh, I'm not excited to play Latavius Murray or any Baltimore Raven pass uh, running back right now. Uh, they, they just have split these uh, opportunities up so much. You know, between Devonta Freeman and Tyson Williams and um, and Latavius Murray, I am just not excited to play any of these running backs. I will say no. Devonte Booker, I have him higher, a lot higher than you. I have him at twenty four, uh, so I have him as a uh, outside of a RB uh, RB two this week, uh, lower end RB two. It was a little encouraging to see. I mean, he played ninety percent of the snaps last week. In that game, because uh, Saquon Barkley obviously exited very early. He got 16 carries, seven, he ran 17 routes, four targets, three receptions for 58 total yards and two touchdowns. He also had three goal line carries in that game. And so, uh, which is already eighth most among all running backs. So for him, like he's been actually really efficient as well. I really impressed the fact that he only has 23 carries, but he has 11, or excuse me, he has 27 evaded tackles. 27. He has more evaded tackles than he does carries. So uh, he has been very elusive, which that's 11th most among all running backs right now. And so I think Devontae Booker's in play. I know it's not a great matchup of what they're going to be getting, um, but I still think Devontae Booker against the Rams, like the Rams are an okay run defense. They're not They're not some elite level run defense that we have to be shying away from that we just can't do anything with. I think he's going to get all the opportunities. He's going to be utilized as a pass catcher. And right now they have so many injuries to this backfield or to this wide receiver room that he's going to be utilized as a pass catcher as well. So in PPR formats, I think you can play Devontae Booker this week because I will say this, they have not ruled out Saquon Barkley yet. Uh, I would be shocked if he played Uh, but with everything we've heard. But they did come out today, Joe Judge said that uh everything came out much better than what they were anticipating but i would be floored if saquon barkley came out and played this week i would expect him to miss this week maybe next week and then he'll be back very short term injury for saquon which is awesome but at least yeah. for this week for devonte booker the people that went out and spent all that made it rain that fab money or that number 1 waiver vote priority to get devonte booker I think you can at least play him this week. I think he's a viable RB too.
0: Yeah, I have him sitting outside a little bit. wasn't really planning on talking about him because I, I think we would both agree that we should be that people should be prioritizing uh, Daryl Williams over Devontae Booker, you know, because of the offense, because of the matchup in the waivers this week, and and I do think a lot of it rides on how many of those guys they get back in their lineup, not not counting Saquon, but you know, between Slayton, between Shepard, Kadarius Toney is now popping off, uh, you know, Evan Ingram healthy again, so I, I think a lot of that would depend on, you know, how many of those guys come back this week, but, yeah, if, if you get them, you're, you're probably plugging him in because of injuries, because of bye weeks, in that, you know, back-end RB2 flex kind of range, but That is going to wrap things up for us, guys. If you have any questions, please drop them in the YouTube comments, or you can join us on the Discord for absolutely free. And don't forget to check out Thrive Fantasy in the App Store or at thrivefantasy.com and use our promo code TFA for a dollar-for-dollar match if you're a first-time depositor of up to a 100 bucks. And we'll see you there, and we'll see you on the next one.